0: I want to let you know about a new course that I'm starting on Monday, June 7th. It's called Concepts in Kabbalah, and it's your opportunity to really spend some face-to-face time with me outside of the podcast. We have these small groups. It's interesting. It gives you the ability to really delve into Kabbalah in a way that you haven't been able till now, and I love them. They're inspirational. They're fun. And they're a great way to spend your evenings, and you, just, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. So please join me. You can either click on the link in the show notes here, or go to theloverabbi.com. That's theloverabb dot com. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you there. Before we get started today, I just want to remind you that we're in the middle of our annual raffle. And tickets are just $50, and it really helps support all the wonderful work that we're doing. If you buy a ticket today, I'll send you a personal thank you letter and a little gift. It's really easy, just go to www.ndgraffle.com, that's ndgraffle.com, I'll be ever so grateful to you. Now let's get started. So, let's start by going over last week. We had a breakthrough last week in our class. What was was the the nature of our discussion last week? (laughs) Est-ce
1: que marché? Last week we talked about uh, we were talking about the uh, the reasons for creation. You know? That's right. Going up and down and realizing that no, there's there's for every reason that you're gonna come up with for creation, it's one of the only classes where I actually remember that. Um, we can come up with a very good counter argument. And it's not good enough. And then I realized, well, the, the creation was not made for something that we recognize as a reason. Mm. Oh yeah, now I remember. Good, good, good. And what was actually that concept that's a little bit closer to when you look at creation, is the concept of taiva. That's that irresistible. And so we talked about that. that we, we defined it as lust, but it's really just an irresistible thrust. It's almost how I see it. right? And and so that's at the root of it. And then, and then we, we spoke about different forms of Taiva. What is your Taiva? You know, your Taiva can be oriented towards uh, limited material things, or,
0: but or that concept. You can have a, you can have a, a Taiva that's about momentary lust momentary or momentary lust. pleasures. And you can have a Taiva that is about eternal pleasures. So
1: it's almost like a Taiva is, is unlimited. It's infinite. It's the infinity principle inside of us. And so if you, if you, if you orient your Taiva towards limited the eternal... That's a, that's a then that's
0: the idea. Kind of yeah. You get to a different level just by orienting your taiva for the infinite. So now... still, still working on it. What? I'm still working on it. So this was our... This was our <laughs> incredible breakthrough last week with regards to... Because... the moment you try to understand Hashem's purpose for creating the world... You're limiting the purpose. So why would you want to limit the purpose for creating the world?
1: You know, I was, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I was, I was reading it's exactly on this point in The Guide of the Perplexed, Maimonides, which is a fantastic book that we should probably study together, okay? He's talking precisely about that, about the reasons. Right. I, I read it last week, and then at some point you goes, you know, get to a point, it's because is. The way he, he doesn't use the word taiva, but he, what he says is that it, it eventually you get to a place where it's because God willed it so, like everything is the way God willed it to be. Willed. So if you remember,
0: if you remember a few weeks ago we spoke about the difference between willpower and delight, right? But we said that willpower is the extension of the soul, hmm. and delight a taiva is the essence of the soul. So the Alter Rebbe takes Maimonides' idea even a step further saying that it can't be that Hashem willed this world, because the idea of ratzon, the idea of willpower, is the extension of the soul. It's really that Hashem had a taiva.
2: And that's why the previous Rebbe is talking about elevating our desires like higher and higher.
0: Exactly. It's, that is really... The Rebbe goes through an incredible, incredible... There's a couple times where the Rebbe speaks and you're like, okay, is this prophecy or is this actual words? The Rebbe basically says that the problem, according to Kabbalah, the reason why the Jews had to leave Egypt so fast is because the Jews had hit the 49th level of impurity and had they hit the 50th level, they would never have been redeemed. It's the whole, the whole idea, when it says that they had to run, they didn't have any time, and matzah, the food of faith. What do you mean? Two million people? It took them less than 18 minutes to leave? That's not what it's about. It's about the fact that the people had sunken so low into the Egyptian culture, there would have been no way to redeem them. And what was the Egyptian culture that they sunk so low? It was a, a culture of Taibos, hmm. Then the Rebbe says that we are the reincarnation of the Egyptians this generation is the reincarnation of the Jews who lived in Egypt and that we have the opportunity to finally realize what they weren't able to realize. One of the main jobs that we have in our generation in this time is to overcome our times. That is a global generational purpose. So he's likening present day North America to Egypt? to the Jews, no, the Jews that live today to the Jews that lived in Egypt. No, but what, about, what does that say about society at large? Yeah. Where, where we're living. Well, if you think about there's a lot of similarities between the Jews of Egypt and the Jews today. A lot of similarities. You, by the way, there's a lot of people who don't really understand what was going on in Egypt. There's a, you know that in the plague of darkness, 80% of the Jewish people died? You know why they died? They didn't want to leave Egypt. I don't understand. Do you read the Haggadah? I read the Haggadah. The Haggadah says, backbreaking labor, yeah. Pharaoh made them, make. why wouldn't they want to leave? Because when Moses came...
1: It was during the plague of darkness that
0: they died? Yeah. When Moses came and said, let's go, they said, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. We have houses. Because yeah. Pharaoh took care of them. Of course. They had good houses. They had good cars. They had a nice lifestyle. They worked hard. They worked really hard. They were slaves to their work, Mm -hmm. but they lived well. They worked hard and played hard. So Moses comes to this world. Oh, where are we going, Moses? Oh, wherever Hashem says, come on, come on. You're going to expect us to buy that wherever Hashem says. What do you think we are? We've got things. We've been building up this place. Look at these cities. Pisa and Ramses. says, look what we've done here. We've built the infrastructure. Egypt is the, is the, is the superpower to be of to be the to be world. You were where their next meal was coming from. We're, yeah, we're in the superpower of and the world. The and we were the ones who contributed to making it the superpower. There was a direct correlation between our ancestor Joseph and then our work in Egypt and how Egypt became the first great superpower. Why do you want us to leave this? We're... We have a certain sense of certainty. We're not worried about our tomorrows. Okay, fine, so we work hard. Okay, what's the word? Are we worried about hard work? I don't understand. We work hard, but we're taken care of. But Yeah, we work hard and we play hard. Sound familiar? Imagine Moses walking into this room right now. Imagine Moses... Good morning. Imagine Moses walks into this room right now. And Moses says... Right now, Fred, we're going to Israel. Drop everything. Wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. I can't wait. Let's do it. <laughs> Liana would be probably the only one who would just say, okay, fine, no, whatever. <laughs> only fine or whatever, let's go? Yeah, everybody, nice. else, everybody else, we'd have, we have to sell our houses and sell yeah. our cars hey, and no, no, sell no. our lives. No, no, just leave. Give me a couple
1: weeks. That's
0: this is what Moses said, no, leave. No, no. Right, leave. Forget leave. about selling your house, abandon Give your me an house.
1: Enter going.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I would go. You see? And that is really that is the great the Rebbe says that is the great test. If 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 Moses, because what what do we believe? We have an eternal belief in and a hope in Mashiach. And the idea of Mashiach is that exact experience that the Jews had in Egypt. That what we are living right now is not reality. This is not the way the world was meant to be. This is not the way that God had intended the world to be. That God intended a euphoric world. We're supposed to live in a world of peace. We're supposed to live in a world where the wolf lies with the lamb. We're supposed to live in a world where there's an absolute connection and desire for spirituality and holiness. That is our job. Not a world of which people are looking after momentary pleasures.
1: But you know, when do you look after momentary pleasures? You look after momentary pleasures when, I've had this experience for time, when, I, when your level of energy is very, very low, okay? Mm-hmm. And you get, you get the feeling of boredom, which boredom is, is just the other side of overstimulation. Right. Okay? When you get little moments of overstimulation yes. and then your energy drops, uh-huh. you're an addict. You're looking for that next high. You're looking for that next moment of momentary, uh-huh. but it's because your baseline is so low. That's right that you're chasing that next sugar spike. Very interesting. Right? And boredom didn't exist before our society was so oriented around entertainment. Didn't exist as much. Mm -hmm. People, you know, you put kids in in, in a grass field and they're gonna find ants and they're gonna gonna find stuff that's interesting. But if you separate them and put them in a concrete house and you give them screens and they get blasted for two hours with a movie, well, two hours later, if they're still in that concrete block and there's nothing going on, they get bored. Well, and with video games, too. Of it yeah. actually changes the, the neural pathways of the brain. Of course, and boredom is then, then feeds depression and anxiety and all these things. Now,
0: let's go to the next level. The Antarebbe says mm-hmm. that what is the greatest taiva? What is the purpose of a taiva? What, uh, an actual pleasure, a spiritual pleasure. If a taiva is nitkein kasha Regarding a taiva Regarding a spiritual desire There's no question Why? Because we talk about Hashem's lust To create the world The word taiva There's no why God creates the why And God creates the answers to the why It's an oxymoron It's A contradictory expression If Hashem is eternal Then to say that Hashem Has to give an answer Is limiting Hashem to questions and answers To the realm of rationality Which Hashem transcends by definition So Hashem can certainly ask the question Hashem can certainly give The answers Whenever He wants, however He wants Wherever He wants But to say that humans we humans have to give, be given a limiting explanation as to why Hashem created the world. Like, who are you, EST1976, that you decided that you have to know the reason why Hashem created the world? You are a limited being. Everything you know is limited to time and space. Everything you have Tremendous limits to your understanding Even if we were to tell you The secrets of the universe You couldn't even fathom it Because you don't even know Anything beyond the universe So how would you even be able to fathom The secrets of the universe So you, human being That was created in the past Who knows how many years Whatever it is The past less than a 100 years You decided that you have to know The infinite purpose of the entire universe
1: Isn't that exactly the core of uh, um, A God's
0: answer to Job. Yes, that's exactly what God said to Job. Were you there with me when I created that? <laughs> do you Where know? Were you? Do you know the purpose? What's it? But but, yeah. but, but what gives you? Know you what gives you the audacity? Mm. What your ego? You're, you're so egotistical that you decided that you have to know the purpose of creation. Mm-hmm. And unless you understand the purpose of God's infinite purpose of creation, then it has no purpose. No purpose. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. That's what you decided because you're so smart and because you know the great secrets of humanity that you decided that if there's n- if i don't understand the purpose in my limited stupidity understanding then there's no purpose mm-hmm. it's like someone who's saying i can't see the brain so there's no brain obviously right can you they, see the brain
3: we did a lot of things like this in the world though yeah in the same way so it's
0: it's the ultimate, we it's we the cre- ultimate human hubris it's it's unbelievable if because i don't understand it, it it doesn't exist for some reason the author ever says, for some reason, the created wants to become the creator. The created has to always know it's created. And the creator has to always know it's the creator. And if the created wants to become the creator, then how is it going to be created? <laughs> such, such a limited... If, and, if, and if let's say we had the understanding Let's say there was a brilliant idea Of which right now Here at this table There would be this wow spark of inspiration And we'd say wow This is the reason why Hashem created the world You want to believe in that Hashem? <laughs> you want to believe in that lim- that, well, that much limited A limited Hashem that you can understand That's Hashem well, you, you know, want to ascribe to? does the
1: most damage? You know who does the most damage In this, in this realm of questioning? I find religious people. It's, of course. Because,
0: because they, justify they justify everything.
1: justify everything.
0: Absolutely. They that,
1: and then when they come up with explanations that are limited, that are ignorant, other people say, ah, here's the proof. The, rabbi- no, the Religion is bullshit and there's no such thing as God. Because look at the reason they're giving. The reasons are garbage. Yeah, the reasons are garbage. I agree. It's they true. are limited human beings. In the 70s, the chief yeah. rabbi of
0: Israel, his name was Bakshi Doron. And they came to him, and they said, why did the Holocaust happen? Mm. And he said, without flinching an eye, because the Jewish people were sinners. That's why it happened. Right there. The Rebbe, who was a survivor, Mm. the Rebbe spoke crying for two and a half hours that Shabbat, saying, how Mm. can anyone give an answer? Hashem is infinite. Hashem is beyond our understanding. Why, and any answer we give is the no, wrong no. answer. The, 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 the Rebbe the, the, was yeah, so upset did, about so, it. The so upset like, about it. A lot
1: of religious people are,
0: are, are like people like the Rebbe. Let me tell you. The Rebbe was so upset okay. about it the Rebbe said, "If anyone gives mm-hmm. you an answer for the Holocaust,
1: no, crazy. no
0: one's They are like the justifying. They are justifying. No, the impact too. The impact. religious people don't reason that way.
2: No, this, like no one reasons advice. that way. This People level is
0: like out of reach for
3: everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but you know, yeah. Yeah. But you know, little, yeah. I, I, think you know the, the, the No, I mean I think in my little world and my little understanding, that I think it, it, it's it's to take out all the like we talk about clipper, you know, or like take everything out, and and see the world like it is. I I think is the way to do it. You know, because we, we tell stories, a lot of stories that, that kind of dilute the world or, or transform it the way we are, we see it. But but you know, just to be true to what's going on and true about what you have to believe. And I think it's you could. And I think I, I don't say it like this, but I think the idea was on that thing, saying like it's just about like be like what you're supposed to be. You know, like, uh, yeah. recel, la bonté, share, uh, uh, be good with the people, uh, but with First uh, respect, of all, respect the higher power, you know? You know? If, you, but,
0: if you answer the question, then you're justifying the acts of, of cruel people. Of exactly. That's what, why would exactly. you be well, the advocate you, for the, the, you, advocate the another, cruel or, people? Another, another why are reason? you Hitler's advocate? Let me give you another
1: reason for the Holocaust, uh, okay? Another reason that is, again, it's stupid, it's... It's a violation of reality to come up with these reasons, okay? But I'm, I'm, I can say also from a positive perspective, the reason the Holocaust happened is so that the state of Israel would oh, be created, okay? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, know. I know. thing. But yeah, oh, wait a minute, that's... time out. Like, how would I that's ever that's... know that? How would that's I ever know? First of all, no,
0: this is yes, a reaction
3: that's... of this, but this is not. Yes, first of right. all,
0: I guarantee right. you it's an infinite.
1: How can I ever know that's that?
0: An infinite God does not need a Holocaust to create a state of Israel.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> Like, why are you even thinking? What, because you, you have yeah, to, like. Because like, no,
1: that's the way it happened, but what am I to say that the reason this happened is because, so that this would happen? What did we How say? How can I have that knowledge? What this are the three levels? Possible.
0: There's are teva, you? there's nature, why, there's miracles, and that there's the fact that people experience the miracles, don't appreciate it, right? Mm-hmm. So, what you're doing is you're taking something that is a miracle and you're ascribing it to, uh, to nature. Mm-hmm. What, you're literally taking a miracle and ascribing it to nature. The state of Israel, there's no one who will debate the fact that it's an unbelievable miracle. Unbelievable miracle in our lifetime that we were able to see. That not only was it a miracle that it, that it happened, not only is it a miracle that it actually went through, not only, but it's a miracle that they won one war, and it's a miracle they won the next war, and it's a miracle they won the next war, not only did they win it, but they took back Jerusalem. And it's a miracle that's still, to this day, that there's still, there's still a state of Israel. To this day, every single day of over 70 years of the state of Israel has been an absolute miracle. And, and is nobody true. is going to deny that it is the miracle of our time.
1: Could we define a miracle, because we talked about miracle, the concept of miracle. Can we define the miracle simply as an occurrence that we are unable to explain? We're just unable to rationally, within the laws of nature, explain the totality of a certain event. On the
0: contrary. The moment you explain it, you just, you, you just stole the miracle from the miracle. You demystify it, that's right. But Why mea- would you want to demystify the miracle? Yeah. So, but in reality, we can't explain it. Right? Can you explain? There's so many
1: things we can't explain. I can't explain anything, really. Like, we can explain things, like, in a very, very descriptive way. But we don't understand really how the, things the, came
3: into being. We don't know. No, we, uh, how, know like rabbi, we know the Kaiser, We know the how, like we said many times. We see know see the how, it. but not we, the we why. Don't the, don't the, Kaiser, the, the Kaiser turns right. to
0: Bismarck. We don't even know the how. And says, tell well,
3: we me. We, we break down, like, everything. We, we can describe everything, we Even can, genetic to the, like, but we don't know why. We can describe part of the how. even the how. No, no, we got a lot of piece of the how, though. But uh, you see, yeah, come on. we we do some crazy things now. You it can transplant uh, different organs, do yeah. like crazy stuff that it would be. You would say this, or uh, uh, 200 years to somebody, we tell you, are you nuts? Yeah, are you nuts? You're gonna take a hurt from a guy to put it to another guy, oh, yeah, and he's gonna survive. Yeah. You know? No, we we really far, but, but but I agree, there's a lot of, of no, still. We don't know the why. We can break down the cell to the little thing and the DNA and et cetera, et cetera, But at the end, why? I mean, the, so the Rebbe, Rebbe says... Rebbe. Why is there? Why is there? The
0: Rebbe says that we are the Y generation. We're the Y generation and the Y <laughs> could either build us or it could destroy us. Why The Y is so incredible that it has the ability to build us up or destroy us. The Kaiser goes, says to Bismarck, I don't know if you've ever heard this. Kaiser. He says... What what is the secret? Well, yeah, no. Sure. Yeah. What is the secret of the universe? And the Bismarck tersing is the Jews, your majesty, the Jews. What was he what was he saying? That how is it possible that the, the, in, the Jews exist? Improbability. The improbability, the of the fact that you know the, the, the Jews can still exist, that is the, that's the secret. We are the miracle. The fact that we're here in 2018, after all the persecution, after 70 years ago, a third of our people were destroyed, here we are in a free country, in a free place, sitting here without a worry in the world at a Wednesday morning, at around 9.30 in the morning, and we are debating the secrets of the universe. Here we are. Could you imagine what the Talmudists would have given For this when they were in exile in Babylon. Could you imagine what the great rabbis through the Middle Ages would have given for this? Could you imagine what the the Hasidim in Soviet Soviet Russia who were were hiding in in cellars, what they would give for this moment that we have right now? And what? Who are we? We don't appreciate the miracle. Mm -hmm. We're sitting here... We weren't sure, should I come, I, that, this, that way, the other way. We're sitting here, we don't even appreciate no, the It's nev-
3: never been so easy to be Jewish of the, now. I mean, I mean it and, every uh, and,
1: time in the world. And what happens when Jews... People
0: vote with their feet. When
1: people, exactly. What happens when Jews are not persecuted? No, I they know, that's, that's how we... They disappear. It's the driver. Ah.
0: The vanishing By the way, Jew. by the way, the Alter Abba, when he was fa- when he was... The, the, the Alter Abba, the yeah. reason why he was pro-Tsar, is, is not because he didn't like Napoleon. The Alter Rebbe knew that if Napoleon would win, the Jews would assimilate. That the Jewish people are the most religious under persecution. Yeah. And the Alter Rebbe didn't want persecution, but the Alter Rebbe wanted the Jewish people to, to, to be spiritual and to be connected and to do Torah and Mitzvot. That's really interesting. And that's why the Alter Rebbe was really against Napoleon.
1: But that's why when you say we're the Y generation, okay, he also probably foresaw that we're going in a direction where—and the, the rabbi saw this in his lifetime. He saw America. like yeah. He saw tolerant America and Jews succeeding well within in North America and even like elsewhere around the world. He, he saw um, uh, countries and nations becoming, becoming more and more respecting human rights and so forth. He saw that, right? And so we're the Y generation. Why? Because to the extent that we need persecution to have a Jewish identity— our Jewish identity is going to wither away. That's right. We need to
0: have a positive reason for our and That's why, that's why what we're doing right now is imperative to the Jewish continuity. Mm. There's no way, the, the Rebbe says, there's no way for the Jewish people to survive this generation without this study. This particular study that we're studying right now. Because this is... The, the answers to the why generation We need these answers more than any generation before And that's why in previous generations They weren't into this as much as we are today And they didn't need it Hashem Focuses on that which we need Not that which we want They didn't need it So they didn't have it Now Let's go, let's go a step further Since the reason for creation Comes from God And God is beyond Human reasoning Therefore The part of God Involved in creation Is the true absolute essence of God It is similar to a person Who has a particular taiva Has a particular pleasure Now you stop and ask him Excuse me sir The chocolate that you have in front of you Where is it coming from? Tell me Tell me this chocolate, where did it come from? Who made it? I wanna know, no, no, no. I don't wanna know which factory made it. I don't wanna know which company made it. You can look in the back in the wrapper. I wanna know which person made it. Who was the person that made your chocolate? Tell me, what was the reason why the person made the chocolate? What, ins- what, what inspired them to make this particular bar of chocolate? No, no, I don't want to know what inspired them to make chocolate in general. I want to know what inspired them to make that particular bar of chocolate. I want to know what were they thinking the second that they produced that bar of chocolate. I want to know what, are the, what did they do? So I want to know what was the farmer thinking when he was milking the cow? He's not always going to be able to give you these answers. Well, and then you look at them Why do you want to know what the farmer was thinking When he was milking the cow Who cares He was milking the cow And the cow had milk Because A taiva Comes from a place within the person That transcends questions and answers It comes from the very essence of the individual If you want to get to Asmut, If you want to get to the essence of the person The only way to get there is through the taiva you turn to them and say, "What is your taiva? And then you know their essence.
2: Isn't that what, like, we know what a, so- a sofer does when he's writing a, sh- what a when he's writing a, like a the scroll for a mezuzah? Like, we know what, what they're what when what they're thinking when they're doing they're writing a, a Torah scroll.
0: Yeah. Why do we know? Because the Torah demands them to have a certain word on their mouth and a certain thought in their head. That's part of being a sofer. Why do you think the Torah demands this? What, the Torah cares yeah, what you're thinking? You
3: write, uh, the like
0: Torah should just care about the, the cow, yeah. the, the person milked the cow. What do you care about the, what the person was thinking? The Torah cares. The Torah yeah, cares yeah. about intention. Imagine you, wearing,
3: you, 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 you were writing something super, super holy. You have to be in a state. And in Islam, they even fast. I mean, I saw a documentary yeah. on this. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Do, you want, do, you understand? do you want to? Do you want to get to your essence?
2: I understand, I do I am
0: following you. <laughs> do <Understand, laughs> you want to get to your essence? You want to get well, to the essence of who you are? Find, find out what, not what your taiva is at this moment. What is your essence of who you are? What is your taiva? What do you truly, truly desire in a pleasurable way?
3: But you should do this every all the time. It's just like we forget to do it because it's time consuming, you know, to have this kind of so that's why the world goes fast. But we should do this every, I'm gonna, time. I'm every gonna, time. you do something, I'm going to tell right. you.
0: I'm going to tell you the big mistake of relationships in our world today. It's getting We're, married. No, to really.
1: <laughs> You're you, lucky. You know
0: man. the quote: uh, "Marriage is the principal cause
1: of divorce."
0: Men look for answers. Women look for questions The nature of men is to look for answers and the nature for women is to look for questions We live in a world that needs to look for questions not look for answers. The sexual revolution changed the entire world in a very very in in many many good ways but many negative ways as well and one of the negative ways is that what happened. The, the purpose of creation is to find eternal lusts, eternal desires. Women crave intimacy. Men crave momentary lusts. The women gave in to the men in the sexual revolution, and they turned their intimacy into momentary lusts. And today we live in a society that only gives, that only gives credence and importance to momentary lusts. Mm. the number one industry in our world today is an industry of which the only way to find it is if you truly search for it and it's not easy maybe it's easier with the internet but the internet really changed it and that is the 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 the, the industry of momentary sexual lust yeah, it's the number one the number one industry today and what happens there's no end to it oh you think you're satisfied? No, you're not satisfied. You need the toys and you need, the, you need the, the, the this and you need the that and you need to do this and let's try this experiment and that experiment. And everyone is, is trying. Why? It consumes you. Because it, it consumes you to the point where that's all people think about today. Mm-hmm. People are looking, it's, it's changed our society to the point, And if the women were truly women, the women would not give in to the men's momentary lusts. And they would demand intimacy. They would demand intimacy. Because it's only through the intimacy that we can truly understand who Hashem is. You want to appreciate Hashem, you want to appreciate a spiritual taiva, you want to appreciate Hashem's purpose for creating the world. The best analogy is intimacy. The best analogy. Because you have to be complete in it, you have to be whole. That's right.
1: What's interesting with this conversation about reasons and and, and lust? It's a very very interesting. So, so I, I consider myself a rational person. I, tr- I look at the world in a rational way. I've trained myself. Okay, so the re- like this phone could be a reason. Okay, it's 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 a it's a, a, a well defined. It's got boundaries, it's a reason, right? It's limited, it's nicely, conceptually neat that I can understand it and I can apprehend the world in this limited way, okay? To me, the breakthrough with the Taiva was the following. It's not that Taiva is an essence inside of this one. It's not that. It's that these reasons do not encapsulate the purpose of everything. These are just, these are just temporary devices
0: that I've created with the help of others, and, right? For in, example, in order to navigate the world, the problem with modern medicine is that we go after the symptom and not after the core, the, the, the essence.
1: That's right. And so, what what, what I find interesting now is the discussion with Taiva. What it's done is that my reasons used to be like this: it's like a black thing, and it's now the way I see it is: it's almost as if this is still there, but it's transparent. <clears throat> it's still there. The reasons are still there. Reason- we still need them. We need them. They're always going to be there. Like, we need them, right? They're not there because the entire cosmos is done because of them. No, 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 no. We need reasons to navigate the world. They're still there. But what I find with Taiva is that it's become transparent. And it, it all exists in a broader sort of environment of will. And, or, or, or lust, or taiva, or that, that, that desire. And it's,
0: Will is so, an external and taiva as an
1: internal. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you understand? It, it's transrational. The concept of taiva is transrational. It, it, it exists before, during,
0: and after the reason. And that's why. So, who are you? You are what you taiva. What do you, what do you lust after? What do you truly, in essence, desire? What is taking up your mind and your heart and your soul, your emotions, your feelings? What's taking up your day? What are you? What are you? Are you going after money?
3: Are you going after?
0: Are you going after, are you going after yeah, sex? What are you going on on after?
1: Fear. It's based course, on of fear. of missing. Fear you know? of missing out. Fear of, of not having enough. Fear of debt. Fear of not surviving. Fear. 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 Fear.
0: But th- that's that is where we have to be. What is driving us? What is driving us? If it's a momentary taiva that's driving us, it's never gonna end. There's no way to stop it. It will go on and on and on, and once you have more, you want more. Whoever has 100 wants 200, that's what Talmud says. Whoever has 200 wants 400, whoever has 400 wants eight. There's no end. So money is like mathematics, taiva. Money is pure taiva. Pure taiva. Pure taiva. Mm-hmm. It's actually the vehicle through which it, momentary yeah. taivas exist. Because if you have money, you can really experience momentary tithes in this world in a way that, uh, that you couldn't without money.
1: Of course. But I would say physical pleasure also is, is another very core tithes. Physical yeah, yeah, yeah. pleasure, but yeah. they link together. Running. They link together. I mean, like your twin. Yeah, the twins. yeah they're, they're related for sure. You know? But some people, you can be a hedonist and not necessarily be a, a hardcore materialist. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could just pursue yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that high. I, 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 and, and a lot of people do that, and they're not hardcore materialists, yeah. and so they think also they're better. like this, yeah, they, they, they totally can enjoy something and give it away the next.
3: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. After yeah. when they're done with it, you that's know. Right. Yeah, it's
1: true. And they think of themselves as morally better because they're not like hardcore. Probably. materialists it's and the hardcore materialists think that they're better than the yeah, yeah. diseased
0: yeah, hedonists true, because, true. like, hey, we're building something. Well, that's uh, true. Right. So, let's go back to creation and God. Ultimately. God does transcend why, and therefore no one can ask why. But uh, there's another question that can be asked. If we can't ask why, and were the why generation, so what's the question we should ask? Not why did he desire creation? That's not interesting to us anymore. I don't, I don't, I'm never gonna be able to fathom that. Why did I shouldn't desire creation? What I really want to know is what was Hashem's <laughs> spiritual lust for creating the world? What was the lust that Hashem had when Hashem created the world? Because if I could start understanding Hashem's lust, then perhaps I could understand where my lust should be. The Al rebbe answers this. That Hashem had a spiritual lust to have a home in the lowest of all worlds diraim that is the definition of it that Hashem had a spiritual lust to have a home in the lowest of all worlds, but why because it was the most needed there i 'll explain the reason why is because tachtonim literally means lower literally means house. When we use this expression of dira betachtonim, we're referring to a home in a place that is the lowest of the low. This word expresses two ideas. Follow me for a second. Number one, that a dira, a true home, needs to be in Tahtonim. It needs to be in the lower worlds. In the lower worlds, not... Peripheral to the lower worlds, not looking down at the lower worlds. It needs to be absolutely in the lower worlds. That's number one. Number two, he wants a dera to be generated by the world as world. That's what Hashem wants. That this dwelling place in the lower realms needs to be generated by the world as world. This is known as Mitzad Tachtonim and that is the next level that we're going to get to. Mitzad Tachtonim is from the perspective of the lower world. What does this mean? For example, the example can be drawn from the story, the the classic example of this is the Jews being taken out of Egypt. The Medrash says that many Jews in Egypt were immersed in idol worship. Basically, the truth is That they were not worthy of being redeemed But Hashem says You're my people On the 15th of Nisan In the year 2448 From creation Out you go But the people say We have idols in our backyard Where are we going? Hashem knows what he's doing And it says you better run out of Egypt Why do you have to run? Drop everything Drop everything and go the Jewish ancestors, the people who lived in Egypt, they were not strong in belief. They didn't believe in God. This was the nature of the redemption from Egypt, the exodus from Egypt. This redemption and revelation were not from their perspective, but rather were from the perspective of Hashem, which essentially takes over and gives power. But as soon as Hashem takes away his koach, As soon as Hashem takes away his power, the person to whom the power was given will go back to being the same. If Hashem removes his power from the person, the person will go back to the same idol worship. The next day after going out of Egypt, everyone was still the same as before. Which means the idea of leaving Egypt was something that came from above. It wasn't from the the lower perspective. It was something that came Hashem said, if you don't leave now, you're never going to leave. So what you have to do is leave, just drop everything and go as fast as you can. Don't even make your bread. Let it rise on your backs because you have no choice. If you stay one moment longer, then you're not gonna be redeemed. But that was it. And then the Jewish people were redeemed and they went back to the same thing. That's what the golden calf happened. Until the 49 days of traveling to Mount Sinai did anything happen. Those days known as Sefirat HaOmer, are symbolic of the transformation that comes from gaining a new perspective, generating from within a person's character. Each of the 49 days represents a different emotional revelation. It's, that is the process of going from 0 to 50. And that's when you can receive the Torah. That is mitzad takhtonim. That's from our perspective. Now I'll, I'll explain it in, in today's context. A student goes to class, a student takes notes, hears everything that the professor is saying and understands it, but it's not him. It's not where he's coming from, it's not who he is. That is, it doesn't come from his perspective. It comes from the perspective of the professor. It comes from the professor explaining the concepts. He understands them, but it's not him. It's not Mitzal Tachtonim, he has been fed information He has all the data, but he doesn't live it. It's additional information that's being stored in his mind. And so even though it would be considered bitach tonim, it would be considered that now he has it. It's in this world. It's in his life. It's in his notes. Look at his book. Yet, it was initiated from something outside of his essence. Outside of his true self. Why is it important from Hashem's perspective... That the motivation come from him. This is the next question. Why, so, what happens? Why can't Hashem just give us a blast of light? Hashem is eternal. Hashem just give us a blast of lightning. Please Hashem, why are you making this so complicated for us? Why is this world so complicated? Why do we have to go through this whole process? Make it very easy. Just give me every single, every single person who's born. Give me the sprinkle. And then, I'll know everything. I'll know the truth. I'll know the essence. I'll know the purpose. And I'll do my purpose in this world. And we'll make you happy. I promise you, I'll make you happy. Why do you have to give me evil? Why do you have to give me lusts? Why do you have to give me desires? Momentary desires. Eternal desires. Just give me the sprinkle. I want to I know you. My, I, 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 in essence, that's. I know it's my soul. I know it's the right thing to do. It's very hard for me to do. Why are you making it so hard? Make it, re- make it easy for me. And this is one of the most beautiful ideas within Kabbalah. Kabbalah explains with an analogy. Very often Kabbalah uses the analogies of kings. You'll find that throughout, sprinkled throughout all of the Kabbalistic writings, the idea of a king, why? It refers to Hashem as a king. Today in our world we can't truly appreciate what a king is. A king had the ability to extend the scepter and death their life. The idea of the monarch, the king. The king is a king in his palace, because his palace is entirely expressive of his true essence. This can be true of every person, but it's made clearer by thinking of the king. The king in his place is at home. He can be dressed, he can be undressed, he can wear any garments, he can act any way he wants, because he's in the palace. And everybody knows in the, in the, when the king is in the palace, the king is the king. You don't have to, to, to wear the crown in the palace. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But the moment you enter the palace, you have a certain awe and a certain sense of wonder towards the king. It doesn't matter how the king looks. See, someone says, that's the king. Oh, I'm in the palace. Usually if there's a palace, there's a king. On the other hand, when the king appears in public, he expresses himself in the royal garments. It's kind of like a disguise. The king's essence is expressed in the palace. But in the public, the king has to wear royal garments. Otherwise, you wouldn't notice that the king is the king. This concept is known as the essence. This is etzem. Hashem wants his home to be a place where he can express his essence. Hashem wants your home to be a place where Hashem can express his essence. The only way this is possible is if the home is made out of essence material. It would be inappropriate to have a king dwell with an old broken down shed in the middle of the woods. Why? Because it's not respectful for a king and what the king represents. The same logic applies to our mission in making a home for God, making this world a home for God. If the home isn't generated by living people in this material world, but rather by God's initiative, this is like having an old broken shed in the middle of the forest. Because the inhabitants of this world haven't done anything for Hashem, but have remained in the old self. They've remained in the old broken shed. They're complacent, they're self-centered. But what Hashem wanted in creating the world was to be appreciated from the human perspective. He wanted each person's essence to be there for him. He wanted a transformation of human character. This transformation would be the only way of welcoming him into the house. The Jewish essence greeting the divine essence. The entire purpose for creation is for us to go through the trials and tribulations of life, for us to go through the struggles, and us to overpower those momentary lusts to us to overpower those momentary desires and become a great person to change. When, Hashem, when we change, Hashem says, wow, I cannot believe what possessed this person to find spirituality in their life. What possessed this person to change in their life? That is the most amazing thing. And you see it in someone's face. Their face changes when they change. They're not the same person they were. Their, their whole being changes. Their essence changes. And eventually, their lust changes.
1: Okay. That's a lot. Let's just rewind a little bit. Okay. So I just want to know that I just there's a couple of pieces missing. Okay. okay. So a king is in his place alone. He can act any way he wants. He's, his essence is right. It's, it's, he's in his palace. That's right. But when, when the king expresses himself in a public place, he must be in his royal garment. That's right. In a way, he's, he's hiding his true essence. That's right. He has no a, choice. He has no choice. He's in public. He's a king. He's yeah. a king. His true essence, in a way, is concealed. That's right. Can you say that? Yes.
0: Okay. And so... He has to conceal his true
1: essence. He has no choice,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, he, he has, has to conceal so, if, 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 if his... If the king walked the, to speak and he was he naked... Everybody would say, "What is this a king? Why is our king naked?" The king can't have the essence when he's Remember, in public.
3: Already, that he did. It, yeah. And all the problems.
0: Yeah, really
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, so our mission. Case is, in point. Uh, <laughs> our mission is making this world a home for God.
0: That's right. And they're therefore going from our perspective going through that that's right going through the trials and tribulations going through the struggle going through everything and being able to make our home a home for God so
1: so that that God can reveal his true essence in our house that's right so God can be comfortable in our house that's right he doesn't have
0: to wear the garments that's right he can just be chill in our house that's why the most important place in Judaism is the home but you know uh,
3: Ravi I I have something to say and it's just like this I just uh, uh, I come off in uh, just you know, when you see, uh, you see when you hear everything we said and everything and, and the way you, you you put it, it's it's amazing still because it looks like uh, and and I say it with the you know like yeah you know, I understand I say, it's it's like a game it's like it would be somebody you know like she's throw things and just yeah, I don't know if you understand what I mean, but in a good way. I don't yeah, yeah, it in, in a bad way. It's the Hashem it's just,
0: video game.
3: Yeah, it's like somebody just like it's the power, and it's just like true like different lives, and and you see it how it it uh, it it turns out, and sometimes and intervene a little bit, let it roll a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's I don't know, it's it's something incredible to see it uh, like this in a way to me. That's why many uh, I would say writers they they call it the game of life in a way that we you know we enter uh, we have a path and. You know, like you just go, yeah, enjoy it. You know, and um, I find it's 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 still uh, amazing. You know, uh, when when you see it like this, because this is like two, I, I would say personate Hashem, uh, but but in a fact, it, it, it's much more. Uh, how you call this? Uh, uh, it, it's not that, because we, we need this explanation, like you said, to understand at our level. But in fact, if you think about it, it's something much more layers, much more... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you know what yeah, I, mean? I, th-
1: I think I think, also, in the <sighs> modern world today, in 2018, it, there's even more layers than ever, because what exactly. happens exactly. is that when you look at different stages of evolution of mankind, okay, at a certain point, God really was in a public place. Absolutely. Yeah, right? Like everybody was religious. Everybody
0: was there. So
1: 100%. it was there. And so these analogies were a little <clears throat> more tangible for us. Exactly. Okay. Today, but we all know today with our minds that these were all just analogies. And some people took the analogies for being real. And I was really the emissary of God. Like, people took it, human beings being what they are. They took these things too literally and too concretely true. Uh, for their own understanding, probably of the true nature of this, right? right? As an analogy, and so, so maybe God concealed Himself even more, okay, yeah. and became even more uh, distant and not visible, because in the end, exactly. God is not visible. No,
3: but exactly, He yeah, hides <laughs> Himself more now, and we have to reveal it. So really, now
1: uh, we are our the now nature. Like no, but the nature is of, exactly what the it's, nature it's of, exactly of, what the of our struggle today, the nature of our spiritual struggle totally, today, exactly. in a way is the true ultimate spiritual struggle, is that we have to find, make a home for God who is completely invisible, an invisible home for God in a way. And, but that is
0: the reality, because right? By the way, Kabbalah, I believe, and this is my own interpretation, was not speaking to the Jews of a thousand years ago. Hmm. Kabbalah was speaking to us. Mm -hmm. And that's why we are studying it mm. today. And that's why it's so important to live as a Jew today. Because it wasn't a thousand years ago, like you said, the king analogy worked perfectly. It was, there. It was, there. It was all there. It was a joke. Yeah, what do you want this way, that Let's way? Go to the homes. Okay, cool. I'm going to make some. There were two the king. generations, court in, if you look at Jewish history, there were two generations that needed it the most the generation of Egypt, maybe the generation of Hanukkah, mm. if you want to debate that also, mm. the Hellenists. Mm. And to generation of today, but
1: today it's even worse, Rabbi, because today we
0: don't even have the
1: benefit. Please interpret my words correctly. We don't even have the benefit of persecution, right? Because what? when you have persecution in when you have persecution, even in Israel, different, time, different you have kind of persecution, different kind. But when you have persecution, you have automatically a built-in purpose that aligns perfectly with your own survival. It's, 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 it's...
3: No, but I think this is the essence of the, the, the Jewish people too, in a way that they would never become what they became if they were not all through the, the, yes, the history. Yes, I agree with you. What they would but at faced. the same
1: time, you could find a purpose that is intimately linked with your own human physical yeah. survival, and it has ultimate significance right away, immediately, right there. Just the fact of being alive alone is, is already a worthwhile purpose. We don't have that today. We don't have that at all. We are, we're completely alive with no real um, threats to our existence. Yeah. So that's a, the perfect. No, but you know, that the link with it's death. Changed. It's hard. It's hard to the, touch. No, but you see, the, the, you the, very... what you
3: say is even true because even the, the contact we have with death really changed Because yeah. now we're in that illusion. Mm-hmm. We don't want to know. About we about don't it. want to know about and, it. And, and back in the, the days, the it was somewhere. part of life. I mean, yeah. people they used to bury yeah. Their, yeah. their, you
0: know, and come to the so house. Today we make death invisible. Yeah,
3: yeah it was not. It not something like just.
0: Everything's invisible today. During, during um the Jewish people, hundred years ago, maybe a little less during Soviet Russia and Europe there was a very, there there was a big problem, there was actually a shidduch crisis, you know what a shidduch crisis is, today there's a shidduch crisis. They were having a trouble, why? Because the men were very religious and the women were not, that was the, one of the issues during Europe is that the women were very secular, they were more uh, uh, secular educated, the men were not as much secular educated. So I, when I was a teenager I knew about this old Hasid, and he, Lived in, he was from Russia. He had, I think, nine girls. Nine girls, maybe eight or nine girls. And eight or nine girls. His wife passed away in childbirth. And he raised all the kids himself. And every single one of them went on to be matriarchs of incredible religious families. So I remember asking him, I went over to him, I had such a desire to find out, how did you do it? I knew that it was impossible to raise religious girls in that time period in Europe. But each one of them became matriarchs, what did you do? So he said to me, there was, he had two rules at home. The first rule is that the girls would go to theater, everyone went to theater, especially in Russia. Theater was, they could only go to non-Jewish theater. They couldn't go to Jewish theater because at Jewish theater they make fun of Judaism. So he said, at least in the secular theater, it was secular. Whatever they were doing, they were doing. But in the Jewish, he didn't want his girls to be exposed because the moment they make fun of Judaism, as kids, they're black and white. He mm-hmm. said the number one issue that kids have today is when the parents make fun of Judaism or when in their world makes fun of Judaism, they don't know the difference. They don't have gray like we, like adults have. They don't know the difference. So what ends up happening is they make they, they see, oh, if if... If you're making fun of Judaism, the rabbis are bad, Judaism is bad, it's all bad. What am I gonna bother you? They they, they lose the value of it. And the second thing is, he said, he required the girls to be home every Friday night for Shabbat dinner. There was no clue. They had to be home for Shabbat dinner, no matter what. And he spent the entire dinner telling the miracle stories of Sadiqim. Miracle stories of what? Of of holy people. Mm -hmm. And he said that children need to have that kind of Idea that the miracle stories of of of, the, of, of holy people, they inspire the world. They inspire our lives. This is what he told me. That that was the, the those were the two secrets. <laughs> it sounds so simple, huh? Simple, yeah, good. And, and I think that it's, it's interesting because I, 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 I spent time and I talked, you know, it's a big debate today whether you should talk to kids about miracle stories of, of, of holy people and I see the kids in their imagination, they truly, they truly see it in a different level. They don't see it the way we see it. And, and if you live, if you're a child that has an underdeveloped mind, and you live in a world of black and white, it's very important for miracles to exist in your life. Look at how popular superheroes are for kids. So why can't we tell the miracle stories of Siddiquim? Oh, because you know the answer to that. I know. So now, I want to go to the next level. Let's continue. Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: But it's too interesting because in a world with no miracle, there are no possibilities outside of the rules. Right? Look at the way kids are brought up today. They go to school. Every minute of the day is governed by the rules. They go to activities. They don't play with each other spontaneously anymore. They go with the parents, supervised for an hour. Everything is under the rules. That's right. Then they have to go get a career. Everything is under the rules. Then they have to go in the workplace. Everything is under the rules. They have to get their taxes, da da da, da. Every single action of every single day is governed by the regulations. There's no possibility to break free from it. The principle of a, of a miracle, when you look behind the physical manifestation of the miracle, the principle of the miracle is that there's, human beings have the ability to tap into somehow to bend a this. transcendent reality, okay. bend reality. Me, Something you, amazing can happen. You, you can ask... The, there's uh, nothing amazing that can happen
3: today. You can ask... I have a kid, me. I have, I have twins. Okay, one is... Uh, seven, How old? The other one is seven years old, twins. And one is Diego. Diego... Is totally a free spirit. In, in a way, no, I'm not joking. He has no filter. He does what he, want, he, he, what he wants to do what he wants to do it. It's really crazy, even at school, you know? In, yeah. in the middle of a classroom, he can't, can't stand up it. and get out. You just take a walk. I like this kid. I know, he's, he's something else. And he, everybody knows him because he's, he's, he's something else. So, I mean, seriously, yeah. you know? and. So I see... And your other uh, son is not yeah, like and that? Have, no, he's, he's totally like the opposite. Uh, he's, he's like by the way. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's like competitive. Oh. The other one, he doesn't care. He can lose a hundred times in a game. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't have oh. that uh, thing. He just yeah. wants to play. Have fun. Whatever the, 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 the issue about result is. the results. you know? Interesting. So it's very interesting. And, and what I want to say is the son, individual, that's my point, and I think my son is part of this, who's different and, and really break... Uh, that thing all the time you know because and I think big artists like you see Picasso or I uh, just came to my mind no? or daddy or I think it's those guys they were out of it all the time mm-hmm. you know they, they could like tap into that world whatever they want all the time be there you know and I think this is like very particular to, to child so you know uh, and and, uh, and I think
1: that's what us... But he's going to have to learn how to learn. don't oh, know. No. We have problem, You can ask him But it's it something else, my because friend. Because your two kids, they sound like they have something to learn yeah, yeah. from each other. No, right? but
3: discipline, is very hard. I mean, I, I, I love him, you know, but I, he, his grandmother is right here. He's something else. like oh, yeah? In discipline, yeah, yeah. He's, oh. he's, but he's a good kid. He's a very good kid. He's you know, okay, but he's like a free... Uh, an électron libre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's fun, huh? I mean, I wanna laugh Must of, of the time. Of you see that? It's but a, I can because if I, 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 know. I you know, I have you have to, to show, impose oh, the discipline. Yeah. yeah. But must of the time. I just wanna crack out. Ah, yeah. oh, but just because he, I don't I mean, have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a character. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, it's, but actually, what I wanna say is like some individual, you know. Thanks, Hashem. You know, this they have this this uh, faculties of uh, easier to go out of the box and, and, and be very
1: you know like you say, in another uh, another zone mm-hmm. you know and it's also the, the idea of a miracle also is that you know the idea that anything could happen the idea that you can break free from 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 again you know yeah, naturalism box. is that uh, the extreme version of naturalism which is what we have today with the high priest of science is that everything the fact that I'm going to take this cup or not is predetermined yeah, by yeah, physical that's parts, already right? no way that like So, yeah, sexy, so we have no freedom, actually. Freedom. There's, no, there's no freedom of the will, no freedom of choice. No joy. dream no, anymore. No like, consciousness. There's no nothing. No Everything no. is determined by the rules, okay? No. And the idea of a, of a miracle is that... Yeah, is yeah. that not it's not totally true. true. I'm sure I'm so you. Could I still believe in
2: miracles.
0: This... Now, now, now let's go to the, the, the next level. That was the next level. Excuse me, we can't enjoy know. this level. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: guys that come from Israel and consider themselves as Kabbalists, how can truly it? it is?
0: Depends on the person. I don't know. It depends on who, who they are. I, I, I don't... You know, I don't know. Well, you look at the pedigree.
2: You know, he considers himself as a Kabbalist. And I will ask what does that something. mean? There's no, there's I no know, exactly. certificate. And, and when I asked him something, and I said, "Only miracle will do such and such thing," he says, "This miracle will happen,
3: and definitely it's happened." So Excuse
2: cool. me, but for me it was
3: a miracle. So
0: for me, it's good. Maybe. So what's the problem? So it's good. I going to say but, the
3: uh,
2: perfect? But, you know, I like like that. I said to him because he came from Israel and i went to see him it was two in the morning and i said need to ask him something and he said i said only if miracle will happen he says Mir- miracle will happen and then it's happened. but at least he came from
3: israel not from uh, taiwan or something else
2: <laughs> could be from anywhere <laughs> but he considered himself as a kabbalist so what can i tell you i'm just uh, no, so no, really, I mean, a good
3: guy So this this concept,
0: this concept that we're talking about is known as an illuminated bright home. There are two parts to a home. One is the house itself, the rooms, the walls, the ceiling, the furniture. The second is the all the items that make the house beautiful, the lights, the decor, the style, the color. What does that mean spiritually? What do we learn from the idea that Hashem has some kind of home that is dark and bare, from the fact that the same home is then lit up? This is the concept of alichtekerdira. <laughs> Lichtig means bright and illuminated. A person can be in a home that's dark and filthy, living there and having some form of existence. However, existence in that environment is going to cramp and confine the spirit. On the other hand, if the home is beautifully painted, if the home is beautifully decorated in the latest fashion, it's gonna create an entirely different type of existence for this individual. Because this well-lit and bright home is truly a place where Hashem's essence can manifest the moral realm is the same is true Hashem says I want Taiva a bright and illuminated home yeah I could be in a dark home but in order for you and I to realize and appreciate our relationship you need to make your home manifestly godly. Saying God is all-present and all-powerful is true. But if it remains in words and doesn't express itself in action, it's considered a dark home. The dark home is the words and the light home is the action. Hashem says, I don't feel at home. I know that it's possible for me to be here, but I don't feel at home here. This is why it is Hashem's will That the Dira, that the place in this world, be made in a manner that's that's expressive to Hashem's essence and the human essence. So now, let's understand an essence. Let's go to Etzem, to the deepest forms of Hashem. How do we broaden our horizon by understanding the essence? The integral aspect of the essence. Kabbalah says... That if an essence is in its essence state, then it's completely essence throughout. There's two concepts that Kabbalah uses to clarify this. The first concept is call etsem built bil, built miskalik. Every essence is not divisible. If an essence is not divisible, then it's an entity and it's complete. And the second is that every essence does not extend itself. You probably are wondering what the heck is going on. Let me explain it.
1: Can you please repeat that
0: for the first one? that every essence is not divisible.
1: Every, every essence is, is not, not divisible. Okay. Because if it
0: was divisible Then then an entity is complete And the okay. second an is an ko, an ko an essence. Every essence doesn't extend itself If it's an essence it can't extend itself So let me explain it okay? Just follow my train of thought here It's a very complicated idea okay. What does it mean That an essence is not divisible A person whose MO Whose modus operandi is truth, in essence, is going to be truthful everywhere. They are, in essence, truth. So everywhere they are, whether they're home, whether they're outside, whether they're with people, not with people, they're going to be truth. Not only will they behave this way in a proper environment that corresponds to their beliefs, that corresponds to their lifestyle, they're going to behave this way at work, where their co-workers are observing them, but also in places that are distant, where no one sees them, Where they can do whatever they want In their bedrooms If it's true If it's truth If it's essence Then they're going to be this way True and true and true
1: So it's it's the concept of
0: integrity There too It's integrity Is going to activate his essence And not be swayed by those foreign forces Because that's what the essence is He is who he is And therefore there's no difference Of who he is outside And who he is inside So the essence is true all over Even if he's in a place that seems to act in a different sense of rules from his He's not affected Because he's expressing, living and walking And breathing his essence This essence is indivisible He doesn't say, I left that part of my essence back home Now that I'm away from my community I'll act with that part of me That wants to behave in ways that are contrary to my real true self This is not a person connecting to their essence because essence can't be divided. This is true. This is either true or false all the time. I'll explain it this way. A person's essence is an absolute non-derivative. It's non-composite state of being that is fundamental to their very existence. One of the great debates in in the 50s when the, the Rebbe started sending out shluchim all over the world. Many Rabbis were, were in an uproar. What are you doing to these poor rabbinical students? they were fresh out of yeshiva. You're sending them to these God-forsaken places. They're going to get affected by it. So, so one, one Rabbi came to the Rebbe and said, I don't understand really what you're doing. You're really, you're destroying your community. You're destroying these poor innocent souls. You're sending these young rabbis to the middle of nowhere. No, they're going to so get, they're, 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 they're gonna get affected. They're going to get affected. So he, the example he gives the Rebbe is he says, imagine you take a hot pot of water and you put it in a cold bathtub. Eventually, the, 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 hot, the hot pot is, is going to cool off because the cold bathtub is more water than the pot. And it's going to cool off. So these, maybe today they're inspired. Maybe they're today they're connected. But eventually, they're going to cool off. So the Rebbe said, it's true. You're right. If you take a hot pot of soup and you put it in a cold bathtub, it's going to cool off. Ah, But the Rebbe says, what if the pot is still plugged in? Hmm. Then the bathtub becomes hot. That's it. It gets warm. And that was the Rebbe. <laughs> that was the Rebbe no, said. And, and you know what I did? This was exactly... This yeah. is why. The Rebbe yeah. said, my, my yeah. students... The the people who are going to these places, they understand this essence. Their essence is who they are in private and who they are in public. It's the same essence. That's who they are. They understand who they are. They're connected to their essence. And being connected to their essence, what's gonna happen? Not only are they going to remain inspired and connected, but the people around yeah, them are going to become inspired. You know why?
3: Because they, they're in the hostile environment. We go back to that's what we said. That's right. They, him, that was the brilliant plan, I think, of the, of the Rebbe there. Because he was like, I'm going to put them in an awkward situation. They're going to hold on to what? Judaism, man. They're going to be like, just you know, they're going to have no choice. Because if they're in the environment with the yeshiva, everybody around, it's easy. I have, yeah, you know, I, have a, I have a very close friend who's the Chabad
0: rabbi in Ghana. Yeah, and I was, I was FaceTiming him yeah. yesterday. And he says, oh, he steps out of the Chabad and he, you, he shows, he turns the phone around. You have no idea. It's a It swamps. He's literally living in the... It's disgusting. Wow. I, I'm, I need everything to be clean. I could never handle it for two seconds. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he lives that Maybe way. that's where you need to go next. No, thank you. Ghana. No, thank you.
1: <laughs> But the Rebbe, the Rebbe also told
2: some people, no, you're not going to... Uh, yeah. yeah. He told them. Yeah,
0: some people, the Rebbe said that uh, they, they, they weren't. They wanted to go and he's like, yeah. no. Because
3: he yeah. knows them, and he probably said he's yeah. not strong enough. They they the Rebbe, Rebbe himself...
2: Divisive,
0: <coughs> uh, One of those. Some of those people are people who are well-known and famous. The Rebbe said not that they they can't go. But and we husband, see what they did. He himself we see,
1: designated what? the
0: yes. In his when he was alive. Yes. And after him, how does it get... There's a
1: council, I guess? Finish now. Oh, now this question. It's a Wild West. Way. Really? Yeah. Uh, anybody, really, okay. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> his own boss now. <laughs> totally the Wild West. No,
0: there was a lot more. When the Rebbe was alive, it was very different. When Today's, he was alive, he, but he personally designated it. Today, Chabad doesn't exist. Wow. Hmm. It doesn't no, exist. It,
3: no, I understand what he says. It exists in a myth, but the... the it's the, the,
0: people, it's not, it's not people. Organization. It's, it's not there, are, organization. there are there are university studies on the success of Chabad because Chabad has become today, the Chabad has become the largest Jewish organization in the world, but it's not an organization. It doesn't even exist. But of course it is.
1: There is still an organization of Chabad in New York, no, in, UR, no? in uh, Brooklyn
0: or no, no. no. The, the Jewish Learning Institute and all that. It's its, its own entity. Oh, it's a, its own private entity. It's a pro- own private entity. I, I don't I don't I don't do anything with it. And, and Either not I can pay for it Or I cannot pay for it
1: And you're not unified by one There's not one spiritual leader?
0: The only thing that is we're unified one spiritual leader? The only thing that we're unified by Is the Rebbe's teachings um, Wherever so, you go Wherever you I'm go right. To any Chabad house in the world okay. You're going to find That each Chabad Rabbi and Rebetzin Live by the Rebbe's teachings And that's why There's such a similarity But there
1: isn't one Are there a number of, of Unanimously recognized uh, Religious like, leaders? No
0: like State is there it? like
1: a dozen that people say these no. dozen are not, not No. Is it's there, set up like, is is there ever like be again? Or? No. No.
0: It's set up like the uh, like Red Brigade cells. It's unbelievable. You know?
1: It's unbelievable. It doesn't make sense to me. It's unbelievable. But wait a minute. He didn't have a lineage after him,
0: like some of his disciples, that he was like, this guy. No, there are people who were well-respected. His, his old secretaries, his, the people who were around him. So we know who these people are. We know who so they are, but, but they have a, no a, power. But there's but a lineage, though. players. No, no lineage. That's there's it. There's a
1: lineage. Like, Last time I asked you who was
2: the big city king. we never had kids. Oh, I'll ask you who never got you married. never got married.
1: I should have asked you who never got kids. Yeah. But let me ask you, the people that there is there absolutely must be a lineage of the rebbe because he the had rebbe his people Today, and his people have their people
0: that's not how it works there's no I mean, hierarchy i know there's no hierarchy but there must be a lineage no it's just the rebbe's teachings that's it okay it's amazing it's amazing that that, that it's it's an, it's an unbelievable miracle that it exists that's with a crazy such miracle. a peace and they and let such, anybody use the name chabad not, yeah pretty much i Who mean they? who's they
1: well, I'm, I, I'm going to look into
0: this. If, if the name Chabad is trademarked by anyone, it's not trademarked. I want to tell you. Do you want to? know how Chabad and DG started? Do you want to know how, Chabad, to and <laughs> so to know how Chabad and DG started?
3: Chabad, anyway, Chabad is for Chabad and DG started the following.
0: We Sarah and I were living in Montreal. We were brought to Montreal for a specific reason. We what. There was so we were brought, for, we, we had a number of jobs, we were not brought by anyone. I had a, a, the way that Chabad Nidhi started was the following. I was teaching in a school in Ottawa, suddenly the, the principal of the school died. He was literally, literally, one day he just dropped dead and we couldn't continue the school. And I just gotten married, Sarah and I were married for six months and I said, I don't know what to do now. Like we just had, I thought I was going to be there forever. I loved the school. I was the principal of the school. I just, I couldn't... Was like a high school like It was a high school. It was a
1: high school. A high school in Ottawa. Ju- like a Jewish-, a
0: Jewish... high school in Ottawa. It was a half yeshiva, half trade school. Where was it in Ottawa? It was in the West End of Ottawa, near Carling and Kirkwood. Okay. I, no, I lived
1: there for four years. I did my law school there. Yeah. So,
0: so I, I also lived there for four years. Okay. I loved it. So. I thought that's it. We just married six months. We just moved there. And the whole yeshiva just closed. It collapsed. Wow. So I had a friend here in Montreal and he said, come to Montreal for a few months and you'll look for a job. I and mean, you'll... So I said, okay, so I started getting, I had a, an offer in Boulder, Colorado, I had an offer in different places, I was looking for you know, where I was going to go. I, was, I, I wanted to be really, I, my, my, my goal at the time was I wanted to be a pulpit rabbi, like I wanted to get hired by a synagogue and uh, to be a pulpit rabbi. So when I came here, I heard, the, so someone told me, I was just, I was, wasn't planning on being here. I said, look, you're here, there's a, there's a synagogue that needs a rabbi, why don't you apply for the job? So I applied for the job to the synagogue, and they hired me. One of the big synagogues in town. And
3: no, 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 no. It was a
0: big synagogue, one of the big synagogues here. I'm, I'm not gonna tell you which one because no, I'm no, gonna no, speak no, negative no. about it. No, no. <laughs> 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 and I couldn't handle it. The board was just beyond, beyond limiting. I, 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 oh, okay. I could not handle the politics. There's no way. All, so I said, okay, this, this synagogue life is no. not for me. It's just, it's like one step forward, 10 steps back. It was, uh, there's no, I'm not, I'm not going to spend my life trying to build up a dead duck. Yeah. It was, it was uh, so I, after 10 months, I resigned. And then we, I started looking, in the meantime, while I resigned, there was all these young Jews that started coming to me and saying, there's nothing, and really, this is 15 years ago, nothing was going on in the city for them. There was nothing, no synagogues, there was nothing. If you were from university until, there was, the whole idea of young professionals was just becoming this thing where people are not getting married, they're not having families, they're kind of this, like this lull time for 10, 15 years in between university and starting off your family life. And so I remember, I, so I said, okay, let's make an event. So we made a Hanukkah party. I was expecting 50 people there, we had 300 people there. And then I started a relationships class and I started different things. And then I, I asked people, where are you hanging out? So they said, we hang out on Monkland. So I said, okay, that sounds good. So these were all students. And then and the love rabbis. rabbi was born. And so, yeah. then, so then I said, you know what? I looked around, I, I, see, I see there's no Chabad in the NDG area. So I said, okay, let's start a Chabad in the NDG no, area. So I started teaching a class at Second Cup on Monkland. I had a class every single week, and then we started having a couple different events, and then we decided we did Rosh Hashanah, so we rented out uh, Yakimono, the sushi bar yeah. on uh, on Kerry was empty Rosh Hashanah because they're not open, so I asked them, can we rent the sushi bar? That's great. And we emptied it out, and we rented it, and we had a Rosh Hashanah service and a Yom Kippur service in the sushi bar. Wow. And then, <laughs> and then uh, somebody said at at that service. Says, have to start something here. She said, okay, fine. Sounds like a good idea. And there was a woman who was very, very she passed away, a wonderful woman. She said, You have to, you have to start a place. So I said we started looking around for a place. And some guy, we found a Jewish landlord, and he said, We'll give you space for free. I was so excited. We'll give you okay. So I went to meet him. And then when I met him, he's like, eh, actually, I'm not gonna give you space for free. <laughs> so but already I was it was already kind of in motion. Like I wasn't gonna, gonna let go. So we signed the lease in the corner of Hampton and Monkland. We didn't have a penny, not a penny. No one said anything. No one said you go here, you do this. No, we signed. We put us. St- we, we signed the lease. We put a sticker in the window. It said Chabad NDG, and we started. <laughs> nice that segment. was it. Just need the wheel. <laughs> that was it. I'm the rest, the rest follow. <laughs> Chabad <laughs> That's it. That's it. That is the origins of Chabad and Deji, the Amazing. real... Amazing. Amazing. Wow. Yeah.
3: It's I good. think it's, it's, it's how true stories started. Though, starts, <laughs> you know,
0: and, really... and then obviously there's a whole, there's a whole, whole story. No, no, we're oh, moving, a lot moving. There's a, a lot of... It's, it's still the beginning. A lot of incarnations. Still the beginning in many ways. No, it's a
3: rebirth. It's a, real, it's a rebirth every time.
0: Yeah. The, this is exactly the way the Rebbe wanted. He didn't
3: wanted. want to build a...
0: The, the Rebbe, Rebbe wanted that the Chabad houses should open... And that each one should be independently f- uh, an, yes, uh, uh, feed, uh, uh, funded by the local people. Because the Rebbe said when the local people fund it, they're going to have a vested interest exactly. in it and they're going to help build it. That so was the really, Rebbe's it's gonna vision. True it's going to be a real community. The, 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 the Rebbe wanted to create a true anarchist community. Yes. A people yes. building... By themselves... I,
1: I call it more free market capitalism. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's the same, You get to a point where it's the yeah. same thing. No, they're yeah. very course, closely related. That's right. Of course they are. Because yeah. when, it's, when it's a bunch of... No, but that's the rabbis said that's the future of
0: Judaism. And look, the idea. you see that. W- who, what are we doing? We're all sitting here. Imagine, imagine me. I was sent from somewhere in New York. All my money was coming from New York. What vested interest do we all have sitting that's around it. the table? Yeah. See, here we are. There's a, there's a give and take relationship. It's a very, very important... The ever said it's a very important thing that there's a give and take relationship in everything because you appreciate it more when oh, when, right. when you have a vested interest when you have skin in the game. When they oh, built the big-time-big-dash, yeah. remember? Yes, yeah. everybody brought. High Everyone brought stuff, whatever they could, right? Uh, the and what is the Western Wall? What's the what's the secret? Why is it still yeah. around? Because that Western Wall was built by the poor people. Yeah. Every person really? gave a brick, and that is the symbol of Jewish community that mm-hmm. every person give a brick. Mm-hmm. Let's... I want to just finish this concept right here. The, the non-extension. Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean, an essence that doesn't extend itself? This is the, the second part. Right? We had first an essence that... It, it's non-divisible. Non-divisible. This, that's non-divisible. What's the essence that doesn't extend itself? Do we, don't we find that a person who's truthful in various places... It would seem... That his truthful character in each place is an extension of his essential truthfulness. But in fact, the change of situation does not affect the essence. The entire essence is with him. If a person has extended himself, he has concealed his essence. And not all of his personality is functioning in the same way it usually does. It would not be an essence. The extension could, however, be what Kabbalah calls a Giloy A revelation, a manifestation in, God's, in speaking of God himself The concept of Giloy Is often mentioned in Kabbalah In connection with light It's called Giloy Or Meaning the revelation Coming from the place within God That has contracted That has hidden his essence Only vivifying the world with his extension Giloy Or The concept of Giloyim of manifestations is used to refer to creation in the sense of an external manifestation that is affected by the world. To give a practical example, here it is. There are times when a person may take into consideration what people will say about their particular behavior. Let's say, we'll go a little step further, what people will say about their religious behavior. After all, since humans were created on this planet, we're affected by what people say about us. There's no question about it. People dress a certain way based on what other people are saying. And it's quite possible that deep down, they're very uncomfortable with their wavering frenzies. Since Jews truthfully know who they are, they have the right and an obligation to say to themselves, enough with this pleasing others. It's time to please God. These two attitudes would be examples of an extension in essence. The first reaction is the analogy to the concept of the extension, since it extends the true self and goes outside of what we're really about. And the other hand, the second response is similar to the concept of an essence. Since it responds with truth coming from the person's essence, which doesn't care what people will say, And that's important, is what God says. I don't care what you say. You want to say, you want to say that I'm any, good. You want to say that I don't uh, belong here, good. You want to say that, uh, call me whatever you want to call me. Because it doesn't matter, it doesn't affect me. Oh, sticks and stones may break my bones, that whole thing. We're not even going there. You can say whatever you want. My job in this world is to please God, not to please you. You're not the author of my life. You don't decide how my life lives. God is the author of my life, and that's my job, just to please Him. And this is the exact reason why Kabbalah explains the concept that Moshe, Moses, was a neshama of Ma. What is the neshama of Ma? The soul of the level of godliness coming from Ma. Ma is one of God's holy names. It's the numerical equivalent of 45. 45. This godly name retains its identity wherever it is. Therefore, our sages teach us that Moses was born three months premature. Kabbalah says the reason that Moses was born so pure is that he retained his purity even though he did not have the last three months of pregnancy to protect him. Moshe was a soul so unaffected by the world what he did not need that additional refinement. He was pure in the level of ma. The level of 45 with The name of Hashem that equals 45 Symbolizing the purity and the pristine state of the essence throughout This is analogous to the idea that a state of essence is, indiv- is indivisible and non-existible <clears throat> The entire purpose of creation The entire purpose is for us not to get influenced by what other people say That is our job in this world it's not their place. Who are you? Are you the author of my life? All of a sudden, someone says something. I have a bad day. You, you who, I, who have so much authority over me, my gosh! I wish God had that kind of authority over me.
3: <laughs>
0: I wish. God, I wish that God had that kind of authority. That literally, you can destroy my entire day by saying something about me. People, today it's crazy. People take down Instagram posts because there's not enough likes. <laughs> in our world, who would imagine that we live in a world of social media, that people literally define their world based on like. what other people like and say, it's so apparent in this world like never before in history, through social media.
3: Press create damage.
0: Tremendous amount true. of damage, tremendous amount right. of damage. You are not the author of my life. You can say whatever you want. You can say however you want to. But I am unwavering. Like the still waters beneath. I'm unwavering. I only please Hashem. That is the purpose of me being in this world. And when. In the lowest of the realms. We create the Dira We create a dwelling place for God. In the lowest of realms. When we please Hashem. In this world. And we create a home for him, not just a dirty home that's dark through speech, a home through action, a home through our deeds, through our good deeds. When we create this home, we change the entire cosmos because we, we then uplift this world to the entire purpose through which this world was created. Ooh.
3: Yeah, but I mean, without being pessimistic, but don't you think that, that I mean, that, that part of the, the, the people in the world that are really, like, uh, I would say, aware about things and try to be more conscious, it, it's too little compared to the, all the, 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 in a way that that struggle, I, I know it's, after you're going to tell me, but look at the Jews, <laughs> but, you know, the small amen. but the difference they make, but still. It, you know, it, it's it's a big fight because uh, the Jews, the Your Majesty, now, the Jews. Because yeah. look, the, the mostly of the world mm-hmm. now is they go through capitalism, they go through like uh, instant gratitude
0: things. I mean, we kind of the We must rise. We must rise above it. We don't have a choice. Well, we I, I must rise Jews, above it. I
1: don't think Jews are, are insulated from uh, from these these challenges. The, the, the problem. no. no the no, way no. I see it is the following. When you define it this way, Rabbi, again, the real problem for human beings is idolatry. Again, you go back to, all right, great. I'm gonna create a world for God, beautiful. What is that? What does that look like? And then from that place on, because of our limited mindset, because of our ignorance, because of our desire for, for premature certainty, we start creating all kinds of idols. That's the problem. The core problem, that's to me, like one of the genius of Judaism, iconoclasm. Say no, <laughs> no, it's not those things. It's not those things that you prematurely vest with uh, the power to, that you're gonna worship it. No, it's not those things. It's reserve, reserve your faith, reserve your, your worship for something bigger, right? And, but that's the entire problem, is that people, it's a beautiful idea. People will follow to that idea. And then, they will create (coughs) idols. And then, what's gonna happen after they create idols? What's the step after idolatry? Atheism. Why? Because atheists, atheists are essentially correct. They say, this god that you have invented, this anthropocentric god, that Maimonides spends pages and pages and pages saying this is, this is the God of the vulgar masses, okay, the anthropocentric God. But that's, that's essentially the God that religious people have created, okay? Atheists are correct. They're going to say, no, that God, it's not true. There's no evidence that it exists. And they're right. There's no evidence that God, because that God was never a God in the first place. That God was an idol. And that idol should be shattered. We all agree, Right? And so we're we, we become locked in a dichotomy between idolatry, and and negationism, idolatry, negationism, idolatry, negationism. That's the state that we're in right now, right? Yeah, it's just the idol changes,
3: not the, idols. the idol. Facebook. There's an infinity like, of idols. All those
1: there's an infinity of idols. You can create a million idols, a million and one idols, okay? And and we do. By the way, we do. And the market does. And. I mean, it's like whenever we find like a purpose for our existence, that's like, you know, like we say, like a limited taiva, taiva oriented towards like limited things that consume us, it's idols. This is what we worship. This is what we put above our conscious will and ability to control ourselves, put it above it. We worship these things, right? right? There's a million and one things, right? But, and then people are gonna come, iconoclasts are gonna come, and say, yeah, no, but all of that is nonsense. Okay, perfect, they're just negating. Like, I'm there with them in the negationism, and the destruction of the idols, I'm there with them. But I, I just don't understand how they stop at that point. Like, wh- how is that enough? Somebody else, create, it would be like being defined by other people, right? You create a false god, no, your false god is nonsense. Okay, cool, and then what? What have I done? simply Exactly. What have I proved, really? Exactly. I've just proved that human beings can create false gods. Great. I mean, that's. I mean, yes, yes, human beings. Can and it's been on since the beginning. Yeah, it's always. <laughs> it's always. It's always day it's always, one. <clears throat> so it's a great place that we're at, right? And then after that place, I see us society. I see us going into that idolatry, negationism, idolatry, negationism. Right? How do
0: we break free from that? What do you think is going to happen next in our studies? I don't know, what's the next concept? We're gonna to have to understand ourselves. Mm-hmm. First, we're gonna go into our own behavior and our own understanding of ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to be able to go to the next level. You wanna talk about iconoclasts? You wanna talk about negationism? You have to talk about yourself first. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Now that we understand the purpose of creation, what our job is in this world, the next thing we have to understand is who we are. So we're gonna go into Kabbalah and behavioral psychology next coming soon next week Go to, to a Wednesday
3: near you interesting interesting no but it's really me too I mean so much you know i thinking about um, yeah so much things this go to my own
2: no but you know
3: this this thing still I mean sometimes you know deep meditation and you're like <laughs> A so lot of I'm, things makes no sense at the end. I know it makes sense, but I don't know. It's just like sometimes things I saw, I find in a way caricatural, you know, that, that she sees like sometimes when, when you see something, it goes like, man, I would see it, you know, like something, an action, and, and you would totally like see it before, but you see it because you're out of sight of the action. If you
0: would be
1: inside, oh, it's different. It would be a different different uh, optic. Have you? Do you sometimes look at yourself from the
0: outside? It's very hard. It's no, but even, even how like, can you look at yourself from outside? Your nose I, is in the way.
1: I, th- I think there are moments. No, we talk about very this rare last time, moments where you can do the, that. The perception
3: of, we, are, we have of ourself is totally distorted yeah, from exactly. reality. Oh yeah, exactly. absolutely. From the shape, from everything, you know. Absolutely. absolutely. The images we have in our heads are oh, yeah, completely oh, yeah. not real. Me, me, you know, I was working the, the most funny things. I grew up in the Shmata business, you know, mm-hmm. with my father. Right, so right. I, I work a lot young in, in his shops, clothes shops. So we used to, to sell jeans and everything, you know, all these things. And you don't believe how many how people, you know, the much? more funny things, they get into the shop. And, and you know, after me, I'm used to see somebody and I tell you about his weights, yeah. and size because I'm used to this. Yeah. Like people, they, like way off.
1: Yeah, they lie, yeah. Oh man,
3: they come, they go, oh, me, I'm a 38.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, and <laughs> he's like, oh, you wish you were. Know, no
3: way you're a 38. I mean, but you, got, you can't say that. So you go like, okay, we're gonna start, I give you a couple of jeans, you know, I will see which one fit. And at the end, she works out with a 42.
1: It's, a, no, it's no, no, but I mean,
3: and she tell me, oh, it must be the cut of the jeans. It's not normal, it's it's a feeling like this. And me, you know, but. It's someone
0: else's problem. Yeah, no, but that's so it's, funny. It's like my, my, my exactly grandmother.
1: Moroccan grandmothers always like they they, they always see things very very funny. Well, first of all, you know it's known like the old ones. (laughs) They they go they go to their doctors. They go to their doctors. They lie about their age. Okay, they lie. They don't tell them their real age because they want to be younger. And now my my grandmother just went into like a like a home. You know. And so uh, we went to, to visit her, and we're like, so how is it here? She's like, ah, it's only old people here. And we're looking yeah, around the so room, funny. it's like, some women are younger but than you her. Know what I She's said? like, ah, it's only old people. You that's know what right. I said to
2: myself? Because they ask me, don't you want to do some volunteer work? I said, no. no. I would like to grow older, but I don't want to be with, live with old people.
1: Mm. You want to be
0: surrounded with...
2: No, I don't want any... No, 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 no. That's very
0: depressing. No. The, the, the blessing that they used to give of a long life is that you should live a long time. In the Yiddish, they would say, but not farmer years. Not farmer years. What, is, what does that mean? Where you, you, you live to an old age, but with no purpose. Where you, you're... Oh. Farmer years. Nish <laughs> <laughs> It's not that I... Uh, like I say,
2: it's not that I don't. I see exactly where I'm going. But uh, I think I have done enough in my life. So this time is mine. And I don't want to be with old people because it's very depressing. <laughs> no, but you don't need to. I don't need to, exactly. Need exactly, to. I don't need to. I mean, I like to go older yeah. in my life. Oh, but I thanks God, so you see, yeah, you're with, younger people younger. People yeah. with yeah. You have, you
0: have Samuel <laughs> and Diego, what's the problem? <laughs>
2: and you know, actually, <laughs> the yeah. reason see, why. Diego is over again. Yeah. 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 You know World the reason why it's I go to Israel And not to Florida oh. Because Israel is full of young people You see all yeah. young
0: people When you go to dynamic. Florida mm-hmm. Israel is the land of milk and honey Florida is the land of milk and magnesia. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I prefer Israel
1: Over Florida
2: Yeah, it's more dynamic it's no, more Dynamic and young people Young yeah, yeah, soldiers so yeah. so so exactly I mean, pe- old people are young
1: yeah So it's true. You're I, mean, I see what you say. It's true. Yeah. It's true the, yeah, the it's worst place thing is here. I mean, here in the winter, it's like young people are old. <laughs> right?
0: It's very good. Young people are old. I know one thing about, about the uh, about the cold. If you want to keep things preserved for a long time, you put them in the freezer. Exactly. That's true. What's the problem? I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> That's why we have the winter. Yeah. that preserves us, right? <laughs> good, exactly. Good. That's right? A positive way to look at it. <laughs> okay. You're also
1: spending your life in a damn freezer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For a couple months here, let's go on to Tomwood.
1: I have to okay. going, guys.